Welcome to this episode of Educational Cave. I'm Greg Spanier with Jim Meyer. Today's special guest, Josh Osted. Hey, Josh. Good morning. Thanks for coming in today. Hey, good morning. I'm glad that uh, you guys invited me uh, here again. Uh, my name is Josh Osted. I'm the assistant principal at Recorey High School. I've been there for two years. Um, prior to that, I was an instructional coach for two years and then spent uh, 25 years in the middle school classroom. Whoa. That's a, it's a lot of math. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what's been your, uh, what's been your greatest uh, accomplishment here at Ricori? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the greatest accomplishment at, at Ricori uh, has been, but uh, I did become a grandpa within the last two weeks. Hey. Um, yeah. uh, you're never prepared, I don't think, to, to be a parent. Uh, you're probably never prepared to be a teacher either. And you're certainly never prepared to be a grandparent. <laughs> Just wondering where your gray hair is. <laughs> well, uh, some will say that I have a a, um, a face for radio, so you guys can't see the the, uh, the gray hair. But if, if you get real close, uh, Greg and Jim, you you can see it, especially uh, okay. in my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are doing really well in your career here. I've uh, we've enjoyed having you around and. Um, I love running into you, Josh. Uh, every time I do, I'll I'll ask him something it's like, "Hey, what do you got for me today?" or "Give me this quick tidbit. What's your factor?" Something. He's always got something right there, you know. And you make connections with people, and that's why I enjoy, um, you know, meeting you or seeing and talking to you. So, what's your uh, what's your when you meet someone? What how do you make a difference? What do you, what's your goal? Yeah, I think uh, you know making connections is, is so important. Um, you know, there's something I like to, to think about um, when I'm making connections with others. And that is when you're nice to people, it turns out people are nice back. Um, but also too, the reverse is true. So I think it's important just to be kind to those people that you uh, encounter, you know, assume the best in people. I think it's important to be a role model, you know, uh, be someone you would want to hang out with. Um, you never know who those, you, know, you never know when those 12 year olds or those eight year olds or those 18 year olds you have in class. Um, you might need to rely on them at some time in the future. Well, we, uh, all three of us been around long enough, definitely to have had those kids in class and definitely later on in life, you meet them and, uh, it's awesome to see their, their growth and what they've, and their appreciation for, uh, what's happened here at Ricori. Uh, even though it was not always easy when they were in the classroom or in the hallway, but. Uh, Josh, last week, uh, we met with, uh, some student teachers and they were talking about, you know, their why. And, um, I know it was challenging for me personally, just to kind of think back to that as well. Um, after we've been in a, in the classroom for a while, maybe we forget that. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about your why? Sure. Absolutely. And I think, uh, it's important to be able to label what your why is. Uh, I think it's also also okay for people to change their why over time. Um, so just some, you know, some bullet points on my why. My family is is very important, and my faith is important. Um, my why too is is I I have a heart for kids. Um, I have three sons of my own, but I also have many many kids in class, um, and I've got I've got a heart for, for them. Um, also too, I think it's important to involve some music and some creativity and some imagination in your day. I think that sports and humor and leadership are all, all part of my why. Um, and if I were to kind of just put it all into a nutshell, it would be this phrase. And that is 
desire to leave things better than you found it. It could be a location like leaving a campsite better than you found it, but I also think it's a classroom, your ha a hallway, a locker room, whatever it might be. It could be a person leaving that person just a little bit better than you found them. And that could be a skill set or it could be an attitude. Um, and the list goes on and on, but really a desire to leave things better than you found it. I would imagine as uh, in your role right now, um, I would imagine that a lot of your interactions are in the hallway, lunchroom, those quick interactions. Can you take us through one of those or what's that? What's that? What that's like? Yeah, uh, a quick interaction. So during the during the school day, um, I probably will encounter, you know, a thousand kids between the ages of 14 and, and 21. Uh, quite often it's it's a high or a high five. You know, other other times, too, it's just a conversation about what class they're going to next or what their activities look like after school. Um, many, many conversations are five to eight seconds long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a way to make a quick impact or make that connection you talk about? Well, you know, something that that I did uh, earlier this year is I, I made a Microsoft form and the Microsoft form was was nothing more than you student are the expert. What is it? What, what, what could you share with me, Mr. Osted, that you are the expert in? What could I learn from you? And I simply took that, that form, uh, turned it into a QR code uh, and carried that QR code. And the kids just picked up their phone and I asked them, hey, what are you an expert in? What could you share with me that I could learn from you? They took a picture of it, went right to the form. And so now I've got this list of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students at the high school that could tell me what they're good at. You know, some are good at rapping, uh, you know, with music. Some are good at uh, popping wheelies on their dirt bikes. Some could share with me how to shoot a free throw uh, correctly. Um, you know, all different oh. things that kids are, how to catch a fish, you know, how to whatever, track down a deer. Um, they were able to share a lot of different things. And so those conversations then come up as the year goes on. That's great. Uh, that's awesome. You, you talk about, you know, where does this idea come from? I mean, that's, that's genius. The QR code with that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know where some of these things come from. I think it's important though, to, um, to steal everything good. So if you see something, you know, out there in the world that you think is a cool thing, uh, steal it. You know, I don't think that you should, um, you know, plagiarize things, I suppose, but, but make, take things and make it your own. So in short, be a robber, um, be a pirate, um, of course, be a kind criminal, um, you know, but steal everything good that's out there. Um, find what other successful people are doing and copy it, uh, make it your own. You know, um, there was a comedian in a movie, it was a number of years ago, and uh, he was working as a clerk in a store and his name tag was the size of his chest. That's how big his name tag was, it was this huge. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, that's something I could steal. And so for a handful of years, the first day of school, I would take those little, um, uh, my name is, hello badges, and I would blow them up to as big as I possibly could I'd hand those out to the kids and they'd have to put their name on it. Well, first it was this novelty that they had this huge, you know, hello, my name is badge, but it also had their name on it, you know, and so kids could call them by their first name. So, I mean, just uh, steal things that other people are doing. Uh, you know, I think there's, there's, uh, there's a time and a place for novelty in education. And if you can get kids to laugh and learn a little bit, um, that's pretty cool. Well, today, today's a big day <laughs> in our educational world here. Um, it's yeah. April Fool's Day. Yeah, I was going to say, all together, so, April Fool's yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's going to be an interesting have this, day. We have it on our radar as educators in elementary. And one of the things I read was like, dads love doing these jokes, but laughing about it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got my pan of brownies ready, and then, you know, I'm cracking up to myself a little bit about it. And 
having and, fun with it. But. And how many of these, how many of these gags today that we will see are actually being prompted by their oh. parents? It's <laughs> yeah. like, hey, this is something that Mr. Spaniard would love to see. Here. I bet Mr. Meyer would yeah. love it if you yeah. did this. Is your shoe untied, Mr. Meyer? Well, not, yeah, <laughs> I, I expect my uh, mouse to have, uh, my computer mouse to have tape on the bottom and about 10 times today probably you know I, I well it gets fun it gets funnier every time yeah i, I wrote yeah, a yeah, note yeah. on mine actually i put a little sticky note on the bottom of my mouse don't even think about it mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm ahead of them a little bit yeah hopefully so but, this so this podcast coming. is is being sent to you through the broad or through the whatever the the, the wavelengths the radio lengths it's from central minnesota there is not too much snow on the ground today but maybe because it's april fools we could send the kids home oh, oh. we could send them we could have an early could, out could you come and make an announcement like <laughs> we're going home and get ready well it's happening today yeah it's happening. <laughs> a, fu a fun uh, april fools joke for teachers to kids is to say hey you know there's some bad weather coming so we're going to actually leave two hours late today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they love that, especially on a Friday. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I always love telling them my birthday is February 30th, and they think a long time on that, you know. So. <laughs> April Fool's. Yeah, when they first ask. Uh, you know, yeah, not April Fool's thing, but what? Um, can you uh, tell us a little bit about your giraffe analogy? Sure. I think it's, you know, you, you look through the, um, you know, the, the animal kingdom and there's lots of wonderful animals out there. And, and I see the giraffe and there's some components of a giraffe that I think that we, uh, as educators, um, as, as leaders could, 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 could align ourselves with. And here's just a couple things, you know, a giraffe sticks, it sticks its neck out, you know, times are not always easy. Um, and so I think it's important to step out of our comfort zone. I think we will benefit and others will benefit from that too. Um, also, I think giraffes stand tall. I guess I don't know this for a fact, but I think the giraffe is one of the tallest animals in the wild kingdom. Let's just say it is. They've got to be the tallest animal. I can't think of anything uh, out there that's taller, but a giraffe, um, it stands tall. It's confident. Um, it takes it upon themselves to kind of be a beacon for others. Um, I think also too, a giraffe takes a, a higher view. And I think you guys do that when, when you coach, um, you know, kids after school, before school. I think you, you, you don't know what this child is going to turn into in five days or in 25 days or in 25 years. So putting forth that, that, that effort into them now and just taking a higher view, looking to the future, um, looking beyond the obvious, you know, look ahead to the future, like I mentioned, also attempt to see the big picture, but also too, I think a draft can look beyond themselves. And I think we're called to do that too. Uh, I think a giraffe also continually seeks out new resources. Um, I'm not very tall. I'm the shortest of the three of us around this table. Um, but I have heard that the best leaves are at the top of the tree. And so if you're a giraffe, you can see that. Uh, also, too, I think that uh, a giraffe surrounds itself with good people. Um, I've had uh, the honor, really, and the privilege to work with some great people here at Ricori. And uh, I think that makes people, makes people better. Um, also, too, a giraffe has got that long neck and long legs and things like that. And the brain is a long way away from that giraffe's heart. And so I've, I've been told that a, a giraffe has a pretty powerful heart to be able to pump that blood um, throughout the, the body and throughout that neck up to the brain. And, um, you know, and, and so I think a giraffe's heart has to be pretty powerful. And I think it's important, too, when you're working with kids and working with others that, that you have a pretty great heart as well. Um, and, and this, I just found this this morning that, that I, and I didn't know this, but um, 
like human fingerprints, no two giraffe have the same coat pattern. Um, so I think another thing that I would add to my giraffe theory is, uh, or a gi giraffe analogy is to be yourself, Yeah. <laughs> uh, be yourself. Yeah. Um, because, uh, everyone else is already taken, I guess. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I love that analogy. Yeah. There's so many things to think about a giraffe and how about this one where the giraffe can, uh, you know, it re can reach its neck out a little further. So Josh, you're maybe on the other side, you know, it's greener on the other side. You can reach further. What, what's it like for you right now in your new role? Yeah. As. You know, as a, as a leader in in the building, you do have you know opportunities to not only have impact on on kids, but you also have impact on new teachers, new support staff that come into your building, and you have a you have an opportunity saying, to not, mold. Not that. saying old teachers, you can't make names. Okay, on old. you do have old teachers too. They just have young <laughs> spirits. <laughs> okay, no, but just coming alongside and, and supporting people, and you don't have to have you know a grandiose plan um, to to work with people. But again. You know, if you have that heart of a giraffe, uh, I think that um, you can make some connections and make some real impact. Well, um, got the, we got some plate spin in here. Yeah. So uh, what is? Yeah, what spinning? is that? Yeah, what is it? Th I think I think the plate spinning um, is something I think about when um, you have to take care of yourself. Um, and, and we've all seen the circus act where the sticks are, you know, on stage and people are trying to keep those plates spinning. Um, I did look that you can get a plate spinning set at Amazon right now for $39.99. So <laughs> listeners out there, get on Amazon, get your uh, plate spinning uh, set and, and work on that skill set. Um, but every time we've seen that skit or that act, all the plates come crashing down and, um, you do not, if you. If you want to be there for others, you, you've got to keep yourself healthy. Um, it's, it's, so it's never successful if you have too many plates spinning. So when working with a relationship or, or program development projects or whatever, I just would ask people to be careful. You know, uh, keep your plates spinning, but also to make sure you have balance. So, you know, uh, be careful not to get too many of those plates spinning um, because if you crash, uh, you can't be there for others. That's great advice. Uh, well, that's coming in as we wrap this episode up. Uh, we always try to end with, um, you know, what what is something we can do in the meantime? What can we do until our next episode? Um, so can you give us a task, either Jim or Josh, um, something that you want us or well, our audience to do? Well, I think uh, I think Josh has given us a couple things. One, I would suggest everybody go get a ladder, climb it. So you maybe take a look at things in a different view, you know, if it's not really physically, just mentally, yeah. take, take, a take, like you said, you get a different view of things, um, you know, that, or I guess go buy some plates and maybe <laughs> write your important things on there and only, only spin those yeah. and maybe get rid of some of the others. But, um, yeah, let's, let's take a different view of, uh, of our classrooms and our kids. Uh, I think a great challenge would be is to find that one kid that maybe we haven't reached out yet and connected with, um, you know, maybe find, get that form going and find out about that kid and, um, yeah, Ask let's connect. What they're they yeah. the expert at. Yeah. Well, something. Yeah. yeah right. Let's, let's dig into them a little bit because we get in our comfort zones a little bit. So I don't know how big a ladder I can fit in my classroom, but I'll, 
maybe Ken will bring one down. He had one out this morning, so maybe I'll get him to bring that down. And I think uh, climbing up that ladder to see what that that perspective looks like at, at a great height would be great and um, it would be encouraged to do. But I also think, too, it would be completely fine to get down on the floor, you know, crawl around on the floor and see what that perspective looks like. You know, um, I, I just I just think it's important to to meet kids where they're at. And if that means being up tall or if that means being down below, um, making those connections with kids and um, making those connections that matter. I awesome. love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for your time. Appreciate your thoughts here, Josh Austin. And uh, until next time, keep making connections that matter. <laughs>